the For You page is always about delivering perfect content for the perfect people. It's not about what's going viral for everyone. Welcome to the Coach You Show, where we learn directly from Dennis Yu and special guests. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Coach You Show. Today, we have Elliot Padfield, who is a genius with TikTok ads. He's 18 years old. He splits his time between Dubai and LA. He runs Padfield Media, and he's got a host of various accomplishments. I know a lot of you guys out there are interested in TikTok ads. There's a lot of people talking about TikTok ads. Elliot knows what he's doing. I actually found out about him through my friend Alex Berman because we've been doing a lot of training on dollar a day and boosting videos and whatnot. And I saw that he was successful in running TikTok ads for e-com agencies and doing all like sharing his best tips. You should follow him on Twitter and Instagram. So we wanted to have him on the show. So we have him today. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you so much, Dennis, for having me. Looking forward to, to yeah, sharing some of my insights and, and having a great conversation. So I've got a whole bunch of notes that I've taken from assuming all your content, which is what you want to do. Anytime you meet an expert, of course, guys, you want to do the research so that you can ask smart questions. So I've got a bunch of these and feel free to answer them however you want. Sure. Because TikTok is so frothy, especially on the organic side, when is the right time to start thinking about paid versus trying to do a pure organic approach? Sure. So I think it's very much a two-pronged strategy. There's no right or wrong answer. So many people come to me and say, you know, I'm just starting a brand or we're just looking to get into TikTok. Should it be organic or should it be paid? They're very different channels. Paid is naturally, it's scalable. It's much more reliable, but at the same time, organic, when you do it correctly, especially for an early brand with a low marketing budget, you can easily push $40,000, $50,000 of sale sales and a couple of videos, you know, without much of an input. So I think really you just need to be looking at what you're doing on your other channels, where the low hanging fruit are and looking whether for you it's about building sustainable revenue or about having a big sort of infusion of cash flow that allows you to play around and work on new projects. You're working with a lot of direct to consumer brands and our community is a lot of professionals. So a lot of real estate agents and chiropractors and doctors and home service folks maybe people who are selling more services than products. Do you think TikTok will work for them? Sure. So, I mean, once again, I think both ads and organic is a great fit. But the beauty of TikTok is it's far more than just entertainment. TikTok is really pushing into a space where people are going for recommendations on restaurants, for information, to learn. Anything that would work on YouTube works on TikTok. So as a professional, you have the ability to educate. You have the ability to build trust and build authority, just as you would on any other social media platform, with the added benefit of huge organic reach. So whatever it is that you do, produce content which educates while entertaining and being in a native format for TikTok, and you're going to see the success. So you're running an agency, Padfield Media, where you're specializing in TikTok ads for brands that are willing to spend at least 50K and meet some very basic criteria. It looks like it's going great. You've got a fantastic model where your fee is only 15% of ad spend which is fantastic. So of all the folks that are coming in and based on what you've learned about what's working and not working as an agency running TikTok ads, how do you know if a particular client is going to suck? 
Sure. Actually, the state of TikTok right now, there are very, very few clients that we can't get incredible results for. But at the end of the day, it's just about finding the right angle that works. I honestly believe that there are very few brands, products or services that are unmarketable on TikTok. It's just about finding an angle that's both shareable enough and fun enough for the platform. And I think this is the real thing with social media. It's about producing content and marketing angles that is native to the platform. It's more about figuring out how you can adapt what you're doing to work with the audience and fit in on the platform. Got it. Well, how do you coach a client on a video strategy? What if they don't know how to do video? What if you're dealing with a business owner that's twice your age, they've got a great product. Maybe they have some influencers, but they just don't understand what to do about video. With our service, one of actually the big benefits is we throw in all of the creative, we produce it in-house in that fee. And that was one of the biggest issues we were finding prospective clients were having. Even if they could find an ad agency that was willing to run great ads, they were being forced to provide the creative at a huge cost and it just wasn't a great fit. So we have a team of influencers all across the country, as well as an in-house studio that can produce content that's a perfect match. If you're looking to, to try organic content or you're not ready to start working with an agency, it's primarily just about looking less so about how you can sell, but how you can educate and how you can inform. So rather than trying to make a, a TikTok dance about your, your recent sale or promotion, instead figure out how you can assimilate within the community that you're trying to target, even if it's not a direct ad for your product or service, and naturally the traffic will flow through. You don't need those harsh CTAs that you're gonna find on other platforms. Super, super smart. And the fact that you're saying that you have the creative in-house, would you say, like, what percent would you say your effort is or focuses on the creative versus the mechanics of actually running ads? Sure. I think creative is pretty much 90% of the process. There's that initial element where we need to find the angle that works for the brand. But after that, it's nearly entirely creative. The TikTok platform right now is super easy to run ads on. It's just about being able to iterate, produce content that feels native and be able to produce it on a huge scale. Ad fatigue can be a pretty big problem on the platform. So being able to produce you know, many pieces of creative per month, especially if you're spending those high budgets is the real challenge. Fantastic. So with this creative and overcoming ad fatigue, how is that perhaps different than the fatigue that you see on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah. So I think one of the big things is ads really need to fit in on the platform. You ideally want a paid piece of content on TikTok to be identical to a successful organic video. The only difference is you're basically paying for that call to action button. There's no real different playbook. And so often what we're trying to do is produce content that fits in with trends and thoughts at that moment in time. And so where, you know, with Facebook in theory, you can have pieces of content that you can run for many, many months. TikTok just isn't the same. And at the same time with TikTok, it is a platform because the CPMs are so low, we will often hit those that same audience with multiple ads. And it often takes far more touch points on TikTok to convert than it would on Facebook. But with smart. the cost, that still makes sense. Man, that is so smart. So when you're launching an initial set of ads on TikTok and looking at these benchmarks, are there certain stats you're looking for like CPM, cost per view, video completion rate? cost per click, ROAS, there's so many metrics that you balance. How, how are you looking at that when you launch ads? 
Sure. So naturally, being in the e-commerce space, most of our clients and therefore us consider ROAS to be the North Star metric. We're working with quite a lot of brands now that are looking at longer term metrics, especially for subscription brands that are factoring in LTV. And so all of a sudden, CAC becomes quite significant to them. But actually for us, one thing that we've really started doing is looking at qualitative data. So looking at the comments that have been left on the ads, understanding how people are reacting And I think in an environment right now where media buying is seen as purely data and revenue driven, being able to mix the two can be incredibly valuable because we can actually foresee trends and consumer sentiment and understand why that affects our data. I think media buyers in 2022 are very quick to draw assumptions from the data where we look to really sit down and understand what customers are thinking and then match that to the changes in the data. So you mentioned just a moment ago about the need to have top and mid funnel content because it takes more touches instead of just buy, buy, buy sale kind of content. How do you allocate budgets between those different objectives, given that ROAS is the bigger goal? I think it it depends, obviously, on the vertical. This demographic that you find most on TikTok, they buy based on trust. So for us, it depends. You will often find with some brands, we can run very similar types of creative, and it's just about building that brand awareness prior to purchase. For other verticals, it is about objection handling and and going for aggressive retargeting. But I think actually TikTok doesn't require a super complex funnel strategy. It can often be just, yes, hitting that audience with a few different types of ads until they find something that really resonates for them as an individual. TikTok's an incredibly individual platform. The For You page is always about delivering perfect content for the perfect people. It's not about what's going viral for everyone. And so an ad, even if it's perfect in the eyes of an advertiser, it's never going to be perfect for every single one of their target customers. So it's just about finding something that that really resonates and and strikes that that nerve. Mm. Can you give an example of one ad maybe that you recall that was a winner and and what you're looking for or what define that as a winner? Sure. So one thing that we see works very well is user-generated content. We think, especially with D2C brands, uh, that consumers are what make up the brand. And consumers love hearing from other consumers. And this isn't even just about paying influencers to produce content, which we then use for ads. It's actually about going through the customer list of brands Mm. that we're working with and saying, who are the loyal customers that love what we're doing? And then rewarding them and partnering with them to produce unboxing content or real case studies. And I think that's authenticity. It's a little more work for us as marketers and a little more work for our clients, but it pays dividends. That is absolutely fantastic. So when you're repurposing content that comes directly from operations, from your customers and whatnot, and turn them into TikToks that we put money against, are you looking for like a CPM benchmark where you said the traffic is cheaper? or cost per view benchmark? Like what, is, is there like a number you're, or a certain set of numbers you're looking to try to reach? Sure. So once again, a lot of the brands we work with um, have very high LTVs. But what we're finding is Facebook 
most brands we work with see Facebook as a loss leader. Uh, many of the subscription brands, you know, they're paying $50, $60 per conversion for an initial AOV of maybe $25 or $30. So we are, our big aim is can we make it profitable on the first purchase, which we near enough always can. And, you know, we often see for sort of higher AOV brands, you know, a 10 to $15 customer acquisition cost, which is our sort of go-to benchmark. But even then with TikTok tracking being broken and iOS 14 and whatnot, is that a positive or a successful AOV based on their numbers or based on some way you're doing attribution to try to estimate the real number? TikTok tracking has always been appalling. And in recent months, obviously, it has got worse and worse. The tool that we use with all of our clients is Triple Whale. The guys over there are absolutely incredible. And to be honest, I think pretty much every high growth direct consumer brand is, is using them right now. Incredible attribution, multi-channel attribution, and incredibly powerful both for us as an agency to understand what's working and also for our clients to see on a wider level how our ads are not only driving direct conversions at that touch point, but then adding value to their, to their entire funnel. So then you're not even using TikTok's own data, except for like CPM reviews or, or, or native data. No. So we, we, we use a, a combination of multiple different data sources, both our own custom attribution, TikTok's attribution, and then Triple Whale to understand, just make sure that there are no blind spots anyway. But what we tend to find with TikTok is it's less about tweaking. It's not like Facebook where we're adjusting demographics or adjusting interests. We yeah. tend to find that pieces of content either hit and the, the, the results are instantly visible or, or it doesn't. So the, the lack of data isn't so much of a problem for us. Well, wow, that is fantastic. Yeah, because Facebook, you're right, has been tuning and tuning because the ads will last a long time. We have had sure. ads last for 10 years, which is wow. great. They keep going because of the remarketing and whatnot. Do you find that TikTok remarketing is working or how, how is that on email or web working for you? Sure. So I think the, the potential is definitely there and you can make it work. I think the beauty is, though, is TikTok actually provides a, a beautiful way to season your Facebook pixel or other platforms. Um, we're also seeing brands go with very aggressive email marketing, offering incredible discounts and special offers for email signs up, signups. We had a client that came to us fairly recently and said, we actually don't care what cost you're charging in terms of bringing customers through the front door as long as they get into the email funnel we can make a profit with them so we're seeing that quite a lot but i think at the same time retargeting on facebook that audience that initially came in from TikTok can be incredibly valuable. Facebook at the end of the day is a, is a sort of deeper touch points. And even though those CPMs are higher, by then using it on a prior engaged audience, you can do a lot of work. One additional retargeting area that we're finding very powerful is brands who are also producing high-performing organic content. Often they'll have videos go viral in the For You page. People are interested, people are commenting, but the attention span gets to them and they just keep scrolling. So what we can do is we can retarget people who have engaged with the, uh, the organic account and then provide them with an ad, which can be a direct follow-up. But the yeah. beauty, once again, that blue call to action, and that really helps squeeze every little bit of value out of organic content. That is fantastic. How about repurposing? Because you mentioned YouTube a little bit earlier, like repurposing YouTube or repurposing Facebook into TikTok. Sure. I think that there's definitely potential there to repurpose content. And I think for brands who 
it's either that or nothing. That's the best approach. I think TikTok though really benefits from content that is made specifically for the platform. Uh, we've been sitting down and having conversations with a whole range of Fortune 500 brands recently, both those not on TikTok at all, those that have done very well, and those that are somewhere in the middle trying things out. And the biggest thing that we're seeing is brands taking this approach of, okay, let's repurpose content, let's make it vertical, change things up a little bit. And they're getting results, but not the results they're really looking for. That is real. <laughs> exactly. The, the TikTok yeah. platform is audience driven. It is not about the creators. It's about the consumers. And so for a lot of marketers, that takes a very big shift to change their workflows. Yeah. So you're working with a lot of larger companies, too, in the Fortune 500 folks that they don't get TikTok or whatnot. What has been your perspective? maybe being more native in social. I'm sure a lot of people say, well, this kid's 18, of course he understands TikTok. But I'd love to hear more about it from your point of view, working with these bigger brands. You know, How do you see things differently or what is it that the, the older folks like me don't understand? Like, what, what is it that you'd really like to tell everybody? Sure. So I think the biggest thing about TikTok is that it's not just a content distribution platform like many social media platforms. Brands need to have personality. And so a lot of Fortune 500 brands are on the platform producing content like they would on any other social media platform and getting a reasonable amount of reach. But what we do is we go in with our two-pronged approach. So one is producing content that is incredibly platform native, that isn't just about branded content, but is about mm. creating content for the community. So let's say if you're a major player in the cryptocurrency space, you're a cryptocurrency exchange, rather than producing content about exchanging crypto or about the company, instead engage with the wider crypto community. And naturally, you're going to receive a, a, an increase of brand and uplift and additional traffic. And then the second prong is all about engagement. Rather than just having a branded page and that being sort of the four walls of your strategy, instead go out, interact with other brands' content, have a clear brand personality, personify it, and have the community interact with you in the same way that they'd interact with an influencer. And when you get those two things right and really get in the minds of your target audience, that's where the real value is. Man, that is pure gold. I would take what you have there and tweet it out 50 different ways. <laughs> so thank you. How about the different features that we see TikTok rolling out? Because they're innovating way faster than Facebook. It's incredible, right? We come in there and the interface changes all the time. What about things like instant pages? Are you guys using that? Sure. We haven't been as much just because we're finding what we're doing right now is working very well. One thing that we do as an agency, we have a couple of brands that we run in-house on a very small scale, almost as test projects to see how these new technologies, we're seeing a new ad format that allows for a little image banner to be placed at the bottom next to the call to action as well. There's a huge range of ad products rolling out, which are incredibly exciting. We're also seeing on the platform more broadly, the rise in live streams as being a new organic way of getting reach and also seeing what's happening in the Chinese social media market, which is often a huge influence you know, with what's going on on TikTok, that there's so much in the pipeline that, you know, if you think that TikTok has reached its maturity and you've, you've missed the peak to jump on board, we are only just getting started. What are you most excited about coming up with TikTok? The thing I'm most excited about is how the platform is going to continue to evolve from just being about entertainment and is going to broaden out. 
I see short form content as very much the future. And I think TikTok will continue to eat into YouTube's market share more and more. I think we're going to start seeing more cooking tutorials uh, and short, uh, short form financial advice. A lot of the content that we're going to see on YouTube is going to migrate. Short form documentaries, maybe even, especially with TikTok now allowing 10 minute uploads, there's a huge amount more potential. And one thing that TikTok often likes to do is just throw out features to an audience without much guidance and let creators figure out what to do with it. So it's very, we as marketers have an ability to dive right in and actually mold the way the platform develops. And I think that's incredibly powerful for brands. Man. So on the paid side, the growth in TikTok, do you think that's mainly coming from Facebook or YouTube? I think it's from almost every source imaginable. I think paid is going to become more competitive and more challenging. We've been in a phase where, you know, paid ads have been very, very easy, purely just because there is so much traffic to the site and so few advertisers. Things are starting to become more competitive. You have agencies like ours that now have reproducible and scalable playbooks mm-hmm. to basically be able to be instantly profitable for any client within you know, two weeks of onboarding. And so the bar is getting raised and raised. And so we're seeing, you know, we're just opening up now an in-house studio space to be able to produce all kinds of creative. And so now really is the prime opportunity, I think, for brands looking to to get started on those lower budgets to dive right in and see what's going to work for them. So this is your space in LA, not Dubai? In LA. Dubai is my home. The agency is (laughs) That is fantastic. And I saw recently that you said you're hiring media buyers. We are hiring for pretty much everything, I'll be completely honest. There is a hugely scarce, there's huge scarcity of talent in this space, but we've actually developed an incredible in-house training program for our media buyers. And especially as we're transitioning to to that Fortune 500 audience as well, we're really looking to try and build an agency of the future that isn't just about direct-to-consumer brands, but is about being a whole new wave of authentic marketing. I think TikTok is so much more than just a new social media platform. It's an entirely new medium of consuming content. And with that will come an entire new way of producing advertising content. And so we don't just see ourselves as a channel-specific advertising agency, but rather an advertising agency for an entire new approach. I think that's absolutely incredible. I spent the late last year with Jake Paul creating training programs for these, for young adults to be able to start their own agencies and be able to have role models like you. Sure. So they can learn to make videos with the businesses that are locally to them, like the restaurants and the chiropractors and whatnot. What advice would you have to these other young adults that maybe want to follow in your footstep? They see how successful you are. They see your lifestyle in Dubai and they want to start an agency, maybe not competing with you, but learning from you, or maybe eventually joining your team and being a media buyer, how would that look for a young adult that wants to succeed? Because they don't believe in the school system because you've talked about that, right? But they know that entrepreneurship and creative and this new wave you're talking about is really where everything's going. Sure. So once again, I think as with most most things in life, there's two elements here. The first is about having a raw skill. 
I think we are in an economy where you have to be able to provide value in one form or another. And so making sure that, that you understand whatever it is that you're, you're looking to do, you don't need to be the best. You just have to be above average. And then the second element is going out and actually talking to people. It doesn't matter how many books or courses you take about writing cold emails. There is yeah. nothing better than sending 200, seeing what works and then adapting. I think we've sort of created this culture where it is so focused on education. But the first thing we do, if I want to start a new company or I want to start a new campaign, from day one, near enough, we're sending out emails, we're getting on the phone with people, we're messaging people, talking to people, because at the end of the day, the best feedback is going to come from your potential customers. And even people that don't sign with you or don't hire you, they're going to have feedback for you that you can then package and use to improve the, the, the next pitch. There is no better advice than what you just said about jumping in and getting real experience. Instead of reading about video, make video, send that cold email and whatnot. How did you become so good at public speaking and communicating? It's been a long road. I mean, I consider myself to be quite an introverted person. And I remember growing up, you know, middle school and early high school, not being a confident public speaker at all. But I think confidence in public speaking comes from confidence in what you're saying. I think if you believe in what you're saying and you believe that you can really add value to the people you're talking to, you know, you're not afraid to speak out. If you're working in a group and you've got an incredible idea, it probably doesn't matter how confident of a public speaker you are, you're going to mention it because you know how valuable it is. So it's yeah. just scaling it up. If you're trying to speak about something you're not an expert on, it's nerve wracking. And it's the same thing for me. When I get asked to speak on something I'm not sure about, yeah. it's going through my mind, you know, what could I be asked? But when you're a real domain expert, everything just falls into place because it's your passion. It's what you love talking about and you want to share it with the world. And clearly your passion's showing through. And we like to say that competence creates confidence. Yes. And you have such expertise here in running the agency and TikTok ads and understanding really where the heart of advertising is moving towards. What's a question that you wish Elliot people would ask you? I think really the, the biggest question is how can I get started? And it's one I get asked a lot, but it's often not phrased in the right way. Mm -hmm. It's what action steps can you take today? I have a big whiteboard over on the other side of my room there. And every morning, it doesn't matter how many tasks I have scheduled in my, in my, in my calendar, how many meetings I have booked in, I write down the core objectives that I want to get done today. And I want to make sure that every single day, I'm not just maintaining the status quo. I'm not just servicing existing clients or working with the team. It's how am I taking the next step? How are we continuing to innovate and continuing to build new ideas and new technologies? And I think everyone needs to do the same thing. What things can you do today that are going to make your life better tomorrow? So given that, if we were to pull out the magic crystal ball and look at Elliot Padfield and Padfield Media in 10 years, what would we see? Sure. So we're super passionate, as I say, about building this new wave of marketing. We believe that, that you know, the, the ad agencies of today just don't understand what consumers want. We don't market to, we market with. So in 10 years time, we really see ourselves leading this space um, and helping brands understand and have empathy with consumers um, and building grassroots marketing. And at the same time, you know, we're looking to invest heavily in technologies in this space that allow 
allows creators to start their own business. It's something we're already doing. I have earmarked millions and millions of dollars of my own capital to invest in creators that want to start direct consumer brands, membership communities, and more, because we really see people like you and I, like the audience, who are building their own brands rather than having their needs and wants dictated from our corporate overlords. Amen. So in who are you following and what are you reading to keep up to where, where things are going? Sure. So, I mean, I think in this space, the industry moves so quickly on a day-to-day basis. Twitter is my real home. Um, and, you know, so many of the things that we as an agency implement, we get tips from our friends on, on Twitter. And there is such an incredible community of brand builders and marketers um, who are testing things out. Um, at the same time, you know, I think there's some, some super interesting work that is being done in the agency space right now. Um, and it's important for us, you know, we don't want to become a, a sort of very fast paced agency that's just working with e-commerce brands and will fizzle out when the next trend comes along. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to actually learn from the, the big agencies of the world um, and the big brands of the world, because at the end of the day, even if we don't agree that their marketing is best for the future. The work that they've done is still incredibly admirable. Amen. Well, Elliot, you are a, an inspiration to all of us, whether we're agency owners or brands or consultants. Are there other things that you would like our people to know? We've got a, a large audience of digital marketers, a lot of young adults, a lot of agency owners, and a lot of small business owners. Sure. Well, I mean, I think the one thing I would say is we're always looking to partner up with other agencies, bring new people in house to work with us. Uh, we are, you know, really passionate about building this future of marketing. It's less about us as an agency and this new revo you know, revolution as a whole. So whether you're building a SaaS product or you've got an agency or looking, looking to join the team, um, you know, please do reach out to me and my team. We're, we're here to, to try and help everyone grow together. But once again, it's just about taking that action, um, validating things in the market and, and pushing forwards. Fantastic. Elliot, how do people find you? Well, on Twitter, I am at Elliot Padfield. Uh, that's the best way to reach me. That's where I preach my, my teachings on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and of course, the agency is padfieldmedia.com. Um, and then you've also got my personal website, elliotpadfield.com, uh, where I share some of my longer form content and you can get a little more information about my background. Elliot, you are an absolute boss. Thank you so much for being on the Coach You Show. Thank you, Dennis, so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You are a boss. Mm -hmm.